Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Pediapod for December 2018. In this episode, we'll meet early career investigator Dr. Levinsky Desir. Pediatric asthma is a chronic heterogeneous disease and can be triggered by environmental exposures leading to unscheduled urgent medical visits. Numerous studies have demonstrated increases in emergency department visits and hospitalizations in association with increasing concentrations of outdoor ambient pollutants. Several studies have also suggested that social and environmental stressors are associated with a strong relationship between environmental pollutants and asthma development and symptoms. In this study, Dr. Levinsky Desir and her team aim to determine if the relationship between ambient pollutants and unscheduled urgent visits for asthma varied between New York City neighbourhoods with high versus low asthma prevalence. Here's Dr. Levinsky Desir. So I did my medical school training at New York Medical College in New York, and then I went on to do social pediatrics at the Children's Hospital at Montefiore that's affiliated with Albert Einstein Medical Center, also in New York. And the social pediatrics program is one that's sort of designed to train physicians to be cognizant of things that happen sort of outside of the exam room that significantly impact health. So we did a lot of activities, meeting with community health workers. And one of the things that really stood out for me early on in my residency training was a walking tour that we did in the South Bronx. Um, That community that we toured, a lot of the patients that I served in my clinic came from that community. And while it was an area of budding green space and opportunities for outdoor play for children, it also saw a lot of diesel exhaust pollution. So I did a pediatric pulmonology fellowship training at Columbia University, New York Presbyterian Hospital. And my mission was really to help address this concern of how air pollution exposure in underrepresented areas, minority communities, really increases the risk of asthma and how can we sort of mitigate this risk. What is the solid evidence for the link between these environmental pollutants and uh, symptoms of asthma? 
Well, many people have published that there's a relationship between high air pollution exposure and high risk of both developing asthma as well as increased asthma prevalence and morbidity. Actually, if you think of New York City, 80% of the waste transfer stations in New York City are located in three of the poorest neighborhoods, that South Bronx community being one of them. So the abundance of diesel exhaust pollution in that community is well known and well described. And then if you look at statistics from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, we see that asthma morbidity in neighborhoods like the South Bronx um, of New York City is actually four times that of other places in New York State. What did you want to add to the story in this current paper? Because that link between air pollutants and the asthma is, the, the actual story is slightly more nuanced, isn't it? Yeah, so what's really interesting is that I was collaborating with a senior mentor of mine, Matt Persinowski, who had a cohort that he was looking at in New York City of children who come from neighborhoods that have high asthma prevalence and neighborhoods that have lower asthma prevalence. And the thought is that if you think about an urban environment, there are lots of neighborhoods that are really close together, but the prevalence of asthma is not uniform across all of these neighborhoods. And I thought this would be a great population to look at in terms of this question of air pollution exposure. So we have neighborhoods with really high asthma prevalence that are right next to neighborhoods with lower asthma prevalence. And what environmental air pollution exposures are in these two different areas? And then how does that exposure relate to differences in asthma prevalence? Or in this particular paper, we were interested in looking to see which patients, pediatric patients, we're seeking urgent asthma care. So tell us some of the most significant findings. What we saw was that, yes, as we had expected, some of the higher asthma prevalence neighborhoods, those children went to urgent asthma medical care more frequently and they had higher exposure to pollutants. But this relationship between air pollution exposure and neighborhoods seemed to be a lot stronger in the lower asthma prevalence neighborhoods. So when we look for an interaction to see, you know, where the relationship between air pollution exposure and the outcome of urgent asthma visits, it was much stronger among the kids who lived in the lower asthma prevalence neighborhoods. And I think what was happening there, or one of the reasons why we saw this difference is because in high asthma prevalence neighborhoods, there are a lot of risk factors for why children develop asthma and have frequent asthma symptoms and have more severe asthma exacerbations. Access to medical care, being able to see your pediatrician regularly, there's a lot of evidence that exposure to violence and stress can be seen more in poorer neighborhoods. And these we saw that some of these indicators were greater. And so I think the story is a little bit more complex in terms of the multitude of risk factors in high asthma prevalence neighborhoods that all may contribute to an increased risk of why those children are more likely to seek urgent asthma care. Whereas in lower asthma prevalence neighborhoods, perhaps the risk factors that I've mentioned are fewer, and that's why we see a stronger relationship with air pollution. I mean, based on this new understanding, based on your findings, what are your recommendations, if you have any, to parents whose children have asthma to, to minimize these exacerbations? 
Well, I think overall being cognizant of where the exposures may be coming from in your community is very helpful. My goal is to try to help families or people understand where the risk is coming from and how to minimize that risk. One of the things you can think about is, you know, limiting outdoor activity or outdoor play during periods of time where exposure might be highest during rush hour, um, alongside walks or roadbeds or places where there might be high diesel traffic exposure, closing windows in the home, especially street facing windows when pollution tends to be highest uh, early in the mornings and in the evenings during high traffic time. Um, and families can also go on to the, um, the EPA runs a website that's called Air Now that tells you the air quality um, in your community on a daily basis. It can actually help you decide, you know, is today a good day for us to go running around outside and playing in a park or should we stay more indoors or find um, an indoor place to, to play? Do we have any idea of the sorts of lifelong impact that those factors have on the severity of the asthma? Yeah, there have been a few longitudinal studies that mostly have come out of the group in Southern California that have demonstrated that over, you know, a five-year period or maybe even longer, children who were exposed to high ambient pollutants early on in life had diminished lung growth. Early exposures to pollutants, even in utero exposure, may contribute to smaller lung growth that could lead to worse outcome, respiratory outcomes later on in life. All people, lung function starts to decline around 25 years of age. So if you are starting off with smaller lungs to begin with because they've been damaged from frequent high exposure to pollutants, potentially that decline may be a little bit worse. What, if any, what impact do you believe that climate change will have on paediatric asthma exacerbations in big cities like New York that already have quite high pollutant levels? Um, That's an interesting question, especially when you think about how climate change right now has been impacting places like California, for example, right? We're seeing more and more forest fires in California that are every year it feels like this next fire is worse than the one the year before. And I think about those poor children that live in that community, those communities where they were exposed to the smoke and the particulate matter. I definitely think that we need to be working on improving both the quality of our air and decreasing um, the burden that we are putting on this climate change situation, because I do think it's going to have longstanding impact on the health of our children. That was Dr Levinsky Desir. That's it for this time. Join us again next month for the next edition of Pediapod. I'm Jeff Marsh. Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.